Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. I'm grateful that um, we get to worship together, amen? That time of song isn't karaoke. It's not time to come and get entertained. It's time to come and get refreshed by the presence of God, amen? So I want to encourage you, show up, 10 o'clock, church starts. Four of you are like, oh, I didn't want to hear that this morning. We start worship at 10 o'clock, and it's really good. And it's also really good to worship with the kids together. That's not another time out for us just to sit. I'm going to say this with a smile today as the pastor, as the dad of this house, as the under-shepherd of this house. Is this okay to say with a smile? This is really awkward for me to smile at this song. Um, We worship when the kids come too because we're the body together. It's not us and then they go do their own thing. We're the body together. So I just want to encourage us this morning. Show up. It's good to worship Jesus together in his presence. Get refreshed in his presence. Right? Amen? Amen. Um, also want to encourage us, I don't know what Ruben said, I just heard a lot of laughter about um, the, the giving. Um, I want to say this, this church is such a, an incredible church that has been filled with generosity from day one. We started this church with zero, zero dollars as a church. We didn't go fundraise, we didn't go ask people, we just stepped in faith, and God has been faithful time and time again throughout this church. And I believe more than ever, especially with this event coming up, this time together with the families of love in Pilsen, we're going to see God's faithfulness and provision minister to those families. But do you know how God works? Through people. Okay, let me, let me connect. Maybe that'll hit one more time. I'm going to say it over to this side of the room. You know how God works? Through people. And what that means is, is that we are called to co-labor with Christ. Not just ministering the gospel, not just loving our neighbors, but bringing into the storehouse every gift that we've been given, bringing it to the storehouse and saying, God, be faithful and we trust you that you will use what has been brought in to go and to expand the kingdom of the city. God uses people to minister his kingdom to other people. And I'm not here to tell you how much to give. I'm not here to tell you this is what it has to be like. I'm just here to say, if you are are struggling with, with a heart of generosity, ask the Holy Spirit what he would have to say about it. Because I I almost guarantee, actually I can guarantee that he will have something to say about it to you. If you are a college student, if you are right out of college, if you are wondering how you're gonna make it as a first time job, can I give you a testimony? Because how many of you know that the the way the kingdom works is also by the testimonies of our lives. And and when we share the testimony of what Jesus done, it spurs faith in other people. Uh, um, Rach and I were broke when we got married. (laughs) We're still, it's awesome, I love it. Guys, you can laugh. It's cool. Like, God has been faithful to us. But, but like, I remember one time when Rachel and I got married, and um, we were sitting there looking at our finances. And I never do this. Hear me. If you're visiting, I don't talk about money in this church because, like, you're going to give or you're not going to give. But I do think we need to teach. And then I remember looking at her saying, like, this is going to be an interesting month. This is going to be real interesting And we looked at each other and we made a covenant with God because of his word and what we believe to be true. And we said, regardless of how this may seem naturally, how this may not work out before we cut any other check, before we pay any other bill, because Lord knows I ain't giving my money to man before I give it to God. All you generation rising up, you need to hear this. I was raised in a house that preached this and it's changed my life. 
I will never give my money to some person before I give it to the one that owns everything. And so I said, we're going we're gonna to cut the check and we're going to give more than the 10% that the church has always taught us to give. And I remember writing that check, coming to the offering bin. <laughs> you know what giving does? It realigns your trust. Prayer does. Worship does. You know what really does? Giving. When you actually trust God at his word of what he says, when he says, test me in this area and I will be faithful. It's the only area that God says testament is giving. And so church, I'm not here to beat you with a stick. I'm not here to pound this in. I'm just here to say it is better to give than to receive ever. It is, it is a good spiritual practice for us to be people that say, you know what? The issues in our city, the things in the city, the single mothers in the city, the orphans in the city, the homelessness in our city, the, 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 the schools, it's our responsibility as believers to give and to see the kingdom of God come and move in this city. It may, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You ever hear that before? We not, might not be able to change the entire neighborhood of Pilsen or the entire uh, heart of Chicago that we are part of, but we can do something. Amen? And so I want to encourage you. Give. Sign up. Come. Be a part of it. It's going to be an awesome event. Amen? All right. I got to jump into this message. Open up your Bibles. I'm continuing from last week as I uh, got up here. We didn't get to get into this that much, but open up your Bibles to John chapter 16. I'm so glad you're here today. You glad to be in church today? Everybody that's visiting or first time here, we're so glad you're here. Welcome. John chapter 16. We're in a series on the Holy Spirit. We're looking at the inward work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I started this, this last week and I got nowhere close to ending it. So I said, team, we're just going to go back into this and, and, and look at this a little bit deeper. And, and so... Today's message as a continuation is just the title, The Spirit of Revelation. The Spirit of Revelation. And so John chapter 16, we're going to read it in one moment. But today I want to continue teaching us what the Spirit does inside of us. Two weeks ago, we, we learned and discovered that what we have to come to know what the Spirit does inside of us, first and foremost, is the Spirit gives us our identity of who we are. We are, if you have said yes to Jesus, you are a disciple of Jesus, but better yet, you are a daughter or a son of the king. That's a really good place to say amen and thank the Lord that you have been adopted into the kingdom of heaven. You are a son and a daughter of the king, and the Spirit of God will speak that identity to you. That's, the Spirit of God will tell you who you are. You don't need someone else to tell you. Ladies that are dating, you do not need a man to tell you who you are. I remember I said to Rachel, once, I said, this is, she said, you don't tell me who I am. I said, oh, girl, can I marry you right now? <laughs> she knew who she was in Christ. Men, know who you are in Christ. And let the Spirit of God minister to you every single day and tell you who you are. You are a leader. You are not a follower. You are a man of integrity and of character. I'm a, you guys are awake this morning. Take another chug of coffee just to wake up. Just for, so we learned about identity. And what I discovered last week, what we got into last week, and we're going to continue, is, is the Spirit's work next in our hearts and in our lives is that he brings wisdom and revelation and truth to us. We are in a truth crisis today. We are in a time, a cultural moment where, where information is king. That, that how, how for, let me say it because I'm going to say how woke you are is how, how, how much you will be able to be called upon to answer the solutions to the world today. No, 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 listen. 
I want our church people to know what's going on. I want you to be informed. I want you to have an awareness of what's going on in culture. But we do not get defined by culture. We as the church should be speaking into what's happening in the culture among us. Now hear me. We do it with grace. We do it with love. And we do it with truth. We don't just attack things just because it's the sake of attacking because it doesn't go against the word. Hear me. There's wisdom and the spirit of God gives it to us inside of us to do it. But, but truth is king today. And I'm going to make a bold, audacious claim that as believers of Jesus Christ, those that have been adopted, we actually get to have the wisdom from heaven. We get to actually have the truth of God, the one that created us, formed us, knit together. We get to actually have the mind of Christ. You know the scripture verse that says, I think today on the Bible app, today's scripture verse, how many of you opened up your Bible app today? I'm judging you if you did not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But on the Bible verse app today, on the, on the new version app, it was speaking about those that have the mind of Christ, get to have peace and life. Church, followers of Jesus, you can think the way that Jesus has called us to think. You can think like our Father. <laughs> this is good news. We don't have to be tormented. We don't have to be beat up. We don't have to live lives of just, I worship you, we get to be filled with hope. We get to be filled with life. We get to be filled with the joy of the Lord is my strength. You best believe at 3 a.m. when I'm up with my kids, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm so thankful that I get to think the thoughts that Jesus has because I don't want to think the thoughts that I have because if I think the thoughts that I have at 3 in the morning, they're not going to be good thoughts for my kids. So thank God I get to have the mind of Christ. Anybody else, parents, you know what I'm talking about? Thankful that we get to have the mind of Christ. Some of you single people are like, what is he talking about? Don't worry, you'll be there one day. We get the mind of Christ. Jesus spoke it. He declared it. He said the one that's coming, the Holy Spirit that will be in us, left here when he ascended back into heaven next to the Father, where he's at today. He's conquered death. He's conquered sin. There's only way to be saved. There's only way to heaven. It's through Jesus, through his blood and resurrection. He has risen. He is seated next to his Father, and he gave us the Holy Spirit to continue to live this thing out. And he says in John chapter 16, the one that will come, the Spirit, will be the one that leads you into all Truth. John 16, verses 12 through 15, it says this. I have much more to say to you. <laughs> I love those words of Jesus. I have much more to say to you. Can I, can I just say this? God is always talking. One of many points of scriptures. I have much more, Jesus, that I want to say to you. The living God that we serve is speaking today. Are we listening? More than you can bear, he's speaking to his disciples and followers. And he says, but when the spirit of truth comes, a bold statement from Jesus, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, Jesus is speaking, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. The Spirit of God will lead you into all truth. 
So last week, I just kind of gave you an overview of what this means, and just, I just preached last week, but I want to do a couple teaching points today. Is that, is that okay? When it comes to the spirit of revelation, what the spirit does inside of us, the first thing that we know from words of Jesus is this, is that the spirit guides us, period. The spirit guides us. As believers of Jesus Christ, we are going to be guided by one of two things, the spirit of God or competing spirits. I said it last week. You're going to either receive the revelation of who God is every single day. You're going to be guided by his words. You're going to be guided by his truths, or you're going to find yourselves being guided by things that are not of God's kingdom. There's no middle ground here. Hear me. I've come to realize this more and more as I serve God more and more each day. I've come to realize that things that I thought that I was receiving from the spirit weren't from the spirit of God at all. They didn't align to his word. They didn't align to the character of God. They didn't align to any, like, like, okay, prime example. Well, I, I, I was just afraid. I was fearful of what, what this person would say to me. And I would just kind of play it off of like, oh man, it's just, I'm just a little bit, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to come against them. I, and the, the Lord said to me one time, you, you, you're not listening to what I'm saying, Jay. Uh, uh, my words say there is no fear of man in your life. And I said, oh, snap, like that has been settling in my heart that I've actually believed the truth that I, I should fall prey to the fear of man. And Jesus one time said to me, you do not have to, through his spirit, you do not have to fall to the fear of man. There have been many occasions and times and moments in my life where, where I have stopped and realized the spirit of God is teaching me something here. The spirit of God is directing me in a way that is new, is, 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 is a brand new revelation. I said, God is always speaking. Can I, can I say it this way? God is always trying to get fresh revelation to his kids. And how it happens is through the Spirit of God guiding us. Jesus says that there will come one, the Spirit, the Spirit of truth that will guide you into all truth. How do you know if you are listening to the Spirit? Life and peace. Two indicators. Life and peace. You know what competing spirits of God, and I believe this to be true, that there are, there are things that will speak. There are evil, wickedness, darkness, that Satan, the devourer, wants to speak over your life and try. What's, what's the plan of evil? To kill you, to destroy you? Everything from you. So how do you know if you're listening to the Spirit of God? Fruit of your life. Do you have joy? Do you have life? Or the things around you, does everything seem heavy? Does it, is, is, there, is there the shooting out of bed? Now, listen, tired and fatigued, that's one thing. Some of you look like, Pastor, you don't know my story. You don't know my test and my money. Like, you don't know what I've been going through the last couple. Like, you don't, I don't. But I do know in seasons of tiredness and fatigue, there's still life. In the darkness of, of evil and spirits, they will take more from you. They will steal more from you. They will, they, will, they will drown you. They will kill you. And you'll come to this place, I found myself like, why am I here? Like, why has my mind gotten to this place, to this dark place where I was never called to go? It's because I was letting a voice speak to me, guide me. I was letting Instagram guide me. I was letting podcasts guide me. I was letting the news guide me. <laughs> no, nobody else? Okay, cool. Bless you all. You're awesome. The sky's falling. The world's coming to an end. No. Even if it does. I'm a child of the king. I know where my inheritance is. And in the meantime, I'm going to proclaim his goodness. I don't care if the sky's falling because my kingdom of, that I'm a part of, that I serve, is never going to fall. Yeah. And so, so I've come to realize in my life that there are things that I've been guided by that are competing spirits. And the spirit of God wants to guide us into all 
truth. All truth. I love that. But what happens, and I said this last week, is that when we come under the Spirit's, like life in the Spirit, how many of you heard that before? We were called to live life in the Spirit, that every single day, every minute, every hour, we should be living in the Spirit. Is it hard? Can we just testify that it's hard? But why it's so hard is because our natural tendency is to lead our own lives. I don't care who you are. I don't care your story. I don't care your background. Every single one of us, I know to be true, want to dictate and determine our own steps. And the Spirit of God comes and says, hey, Jay, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> hey, Jay, um, those steps that you're taking, I don't need you to step that direction. You've ever had the Holy Spirit say that to you? Hey, 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 Jay, the, the way that you're acting today, that's your flesh. That's not the way to go with life in the Spirit. He's kind. He's gracious. But he wants to guide us. He wants to direct us. He wants to tell us who we are. He wants to tell us who our Father is. He leads us. He guides us. He wants to guide our emotions. We're an emotionally driven culture today. I'm not here to be like, I'm 34 and I know it all. Hear me. But if there's something that our connectedness to one another has caused us to be is way more emotional than we were ever created to be. Like high highs, low lows. I mean, like we know this to be true, that there is such a, such a, uh, and I don't want to use the word, but I don't know another word, so forgive me. Like there is a pandemic of mental illness and depression like never before today. And I'm not talking the world. I'm talking in the church. I'm talking amongst believers. I'm, I'm talking about people that have said yes to Jesus. Now hear me, I have had panic attacks. I have had moments of life where I've served, the, I love the Lord, but I have found myself dark and dreary and it could, couldn't get out of bed at times. But we are not called to park there. We're not called to stay there. Better yet, it's not even a calling for us. It's what Jesus paid for us not to have. And so today in this culture where there is, there is so much um, um, stuff flying out there, going out there, weighing us down, putting us down, we have to come to grips with go, this is not the guiding of the Spirit. God has called me to have life and life abundant. I don't have to air my emotions. I don't have to air my opinions. I don't have to, can I preach today? I don't have to tell someone off on the keyboard and just sit there and just just so I can make my opinion zone and get it off my chest. We don't have to do that as believers of Jesus Christ. We get to actually be peacemakers. Amen. You know what the Spirit will guide you into being? A peacemaker. Someone that reconciles to one another. The, the Spirit of God will lead you into, into a mind that is filled with peace. The, the Spirit of God will guide you into the Word of God. Do you know how good it is to read the Word of God? If you feel tired, just open up the Bible. Go to some Psalms. <laughs> Let them minister to you. But you know what's cool about the Spirit of God? He guides me when I don't want to be guided. He leads me when I don't want to be led. And he speaks things to me that I need to hear. Emotions are scary. And we as people of God are not called to live by our emotions. You're doing okay today, church. We're called to be led by his word and by the spirit of the living God. And so he wants to lead us not just in our emotions, but he wants to lead us in wisdom. 
And 1 Corinthians 2, 5 says this. He says this, Paul's writing. He's speaking of wisdom. He's speaking of the spirit. He says this, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. The spirit of God wants to guide us into the power of living in this life through his presence. You catch this. Hear me. We are finding ourselves fighting carnal battles with carnal stuff in the church. And we're saying the spirit guided me to do this. Instead of saying, I need to fight the battles that are in front of me. I need to go stand against the things that are attacking me, not with human wisdom, but with the wisdom that God has given me. With the spirit guiding me, with the spirit giving me wisdom, giving me truth, helping me to understand what the, what the kingdom of heaven is like. The spirit of God will guide us into all truth. Jesus said it. It's a promise. It's good news. And we don't have to be people that are just wandering, receiving whatever's being spoken and taking it as gospel. You're, you're uncertain. You're not sure what, what is true. That's why we do this thing together as the body. That's why, that's why we do get into our old groups when they're about to come back around. That's why we do show up for prayer meeting. That's why we do reach out to one another and say, hey, hey, I'm in this moment. I'm in this thing. I, I'm trying to hear the Spirit's voice. Can you, can you help me? Can you sharpen me? And can I, can I say this, that, that the Spirit of God will never speak anything that the Father will not say? Which is crucial for us to get. What the Spirit receives is only from the Father. And so Jesus says this, that the Spirit receives the truth of the Father. And I, and I said this last week, this has got to make us come to grips with, do we actually believe that God's good? Like, as a follower of Jesus, do you believe that God has the best for you? I'm not up here saying, like, like I do believe it, the best is yet to come, but like, the best is yet to come, like, you're going to see it through. You're, you're like, I believe all that, but it's much more than just hoping that we're going to have a good next week. <laughs> Amen. I just got to get out of this season. Maybe you don't. Have we ever preached that before? I, I just got to get to the next season. Maybe you don't because God doesn't skip grades. <laughs> okay. I'm going to preach. <laughs> the Spirit will only speak what the Father has to say. Say, he receives from the Father. But, but just hear me, hear me. Sometimes we're so eager to get out of, I just got to get out of this moment. Well, maybe you need to stay in the moment because what the Spirit wants to speak to you is what the Father has to say to you in that moment. And if you try to get out of this moment, you'll miss this moment and you'll miss the teaching, you'll miss the equipping, you'll miss the strengthening. And so he just doesn't want you, he, yes, yes, hear me, forgive me. He wants you to have a, a blessed, abundant life. But abundant doesn't mean things. Some of them are like, how much longer is he going? It's like, Abundance doesn't mean things. Things leave. Things go. Look at 2020. <laughs> they shut the world down in a day. No. <laughs> people, and it's, it's I, it breaks my heart. We, people lost everything in a moment. 2007, I remember, I was, I was in college. I remember when the recession, I remember people just lost everything in a moment. I was a college student, I didn't have anything. I was like, you can take whatever, I don't, I don't have anything. But like, people were desperately hurt and broken and lost everything. And the church sat there with like, well, God's gonna do more for you than you could ever imagine. What if we all just lost everything? Would we still be satisfied with the spirit of God living in us and that Jesus died for us? Would we just maybe be okay with it? 
Pastors are laughing. Oh, now hear me. I'm not sitting here saying he's going to take everything away from you and you're like, you're going to lose everything. But he might. Yeah. <laughs> it was good to visit here, guys. Thanks for coming. <laughs> the Spirit wants to speak the things of the Father, but what he speaks, he receives from the Father. Jesus says what he, what he says when he guides you into all truth. He, he does not speak on his own, speaking of the Spirit. He speaks what I say to him, Jesus says. Jesus is next to the Father. The Father speaks to Jesus. Jesus speaks to the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God ministers to our lives every single day. That's why this is so important. It's crucial for us. And so one of the questions that I have is if we're following Jesus, is where, where are you receiving your truth from? What's your source? I'm not pausing because I don't have something to say. I always have something to say. I think it's a pretty important question. Where are you receiving your truth from, believers? I want to receive it from the one that receives it from the good father. Because I've lived too long trying to receive wisdom on my own, direction on my own. And what it's caused me is a lot of panic, a lot of angst, a lot of anxiety. Instead of going, actually, I want to receive from the one that receives from the, the Father. So this goes back to us having a, a theology in our own lives and in our own heart that our God is good. This is what it boils down to, that our God's good. That what the Spirit speaks is only a good thing from a good father. I, I, don't, I don't serve a God be, because I'm going to get stuff. I, I serve a God because he gave me a son, Jesus. And he saved my butt from hell. Nobody wants to hear that. Like, like I serve God because he gave me his son, Jesus, to wash me clean from the junk in my life, from the sin in my life, from the destruction in my life. And he didn't just save me. He took me out of it and he placed me into a kingdom. And he said, you're a saint. You're a son. You are cleansed. I believe my God is good. I believe my God is good. I've watched my God heal people from addictions. I've watched my God bring dead people to life. I've watched my God restore marriages that had literally, according to the world, no chance, no shot, should have had a divorce. And God came and he intervened and he mended it and he healed. I've watched my God be good. I've watched my God be good raising children. I've watched my God be good helping me in every single... I know that my God is good. And so I know that what the Spirit is receiving from the Father is a good thing. And it's going to bring goodness to my life. The Spirit does not receive revelation on his own. He receives it from a good Father. And this matters. Because, you know, I said it early in the first point, but like, there are a lot of things flying around like, I just live life in the Spirit. I just listen to the Spirit. I don't need the Word. I don't... And can I be honest? That's a false doctrine. There, there is doctrines and theologies flying around. I'm not go I love the church, big C guy, I love it. But there's doctrine today. It's like, I don't, I don't need church. The gathering, I don't need it. You're right, you don't need it to be saved. 
You don't. You're saved. Okay? But it'd be like, like, I'm married to Rach. It'd be like, I'm married, but I don't ever show up to the house. How many of you know, <laughs> that would not be good. <laughs> Rachel would be standing at the door with two kids like, you bet, you bet, boy. <laughs> the Spirit doesn't tell you to go against what God's Word would say. The Spirit doesn't tell you to go against what God has said. The Spirit of God receives from a good Father and wants to speak it to us. I, I love that the Scripture verses that, that talk about the Word written on our heart. That he came and he wants to write the words of God on our heart. We can be people that know who God is and know his character and speak of it. You can be a person regardless of how much you think about yourself in regards to academia and all those things. You can be a person that can know God's heart. There's some things in this book that I read and I'm like, this is, this is crazy. Anybody? No? Four of us? Then I'm coming to your house and you're leading me in a Bible study. There's some stuff in here that's really, really like, okay, I need context. I need to understand what's going on here. I need to get that study Bible out, maybe four study Bibles out. I need to get the commentaries. Like, I need to know what's happening here. But for the majority of, of the word of God, and when I sit with God, he's a kind father. And he speaks truth to me in a way that I can understand. Not against what the father says, but in a I was, I was holding my daughter the other night, and um, I felt this overwhelming responsibility of raising a daughter in this culture today. And um, I forgive me of the personal story. I was holding her, and I just had this weight of God's word just begin to minister to me about, about, about how my daughter will be a daughter that is going to love the Lord her God with all her heart, with all her soul, with all her mind, with all her strength. And I began to speak those words over her. And the Lord started telling me about how my daughter is going to, to be, a, to be a, a, a person that will rise up and will declare what it looks like to be a daughter of the king amongst the generation where, where, where young girls are getting identities from all different places. That my daughter, I'm giving you very personal raw stuff here. And, and, and I was like, man, this is deep revelation. And I closed the door, I put her down, I closed the door, and I opened up Proverbs. Proverbs 31. Everybody loves it. I want a Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> yeah, you should. And the things that the Lord was speaking to me that I, when I didn't have my Bible, the words that he was speaking lined up directly to Proverbs 31. The Holy Spirit receives from the Father and wants to speak it to us and guide us to it. So as I was praying for my daughter, I was receiving the truth of my God and being able to speak it over my This is how this thing works. We don't have to wander around, run around with our heads cut off, wondering what is true, what is not, what is good, what is not. He tells us. He gives it to us. He receives it from a father. And the thing that I, I love at, the, at this point, and we're going to be done here in a second, but the, the Spirit receives from the Father not just to enlighten us, but to actually empower us. See, there's this idea that we just be, we've become enlightened as believers. No, we've come home. That when we get saved, we get enlightened. No, when we get saved, we come home to Jesus. 
We come home to the entire creation of what we are called to be was with, to be in communion with the Father. Are you with me? That, that it's not just an enlightenment. It's not just some, I'm, I'm enlightened. I don't know why I stand up on my heels every time. Like, I'm enlightened. I feel elevated. No, I've come home to the design of my life that was from the beginning of the creation of my life, and that was to be in communion with the Father that created me, knit me, put me together in my mother's womb, did not make a mistake, has not made a mistake on any one of you, and this is the call for me, that when I receive Jesus, I become empowered with that spirit living inside of me to know who my Father is. The life of the Spirit is amazing. And so as the Spirit receives from the Father, then what the Spirit does is the, Father, uh, the Spirit shares the truth from the Father. These are important things to catch. The Spirit shares the truth from the Father. Worship team can come on up. The Spirit not only receives truth, not in a logical way or a way that the world does, but he receives it from the Father. He then shares the truth of God to us every single day. Scripture is amazing when it says, when you seek him, you will find him. It is not some carrot on a stick dangling. It is a promise that is true. When you run after God, you are going to find him. You will be spoken to by him. He will minister to you. You don't have to go, oh, I can't find God. God is there. He's here. He's with us. He's among us. And his spirit will draw us to him because the spirit will share the truth of who God is to us when we call upon him. I love Jeremiah when, when Jeremiah writes 33.3, he says, he says, call to me. Jeremiah's writing to the people and saying, call to me and I will answer you and I will show you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. The Spirit of God wants to reveal to us and share with us the things of the secret things of the kingdom of God. You need to know your purpose and your calling and your destiny and what God is calling you to do. You need to know if you should take this job or that job. You need to know if you should enroll in this school or that school. I, I want to say something. God has something to say about it. He does. The sheep know his voice. Is it hard? Yeah. How many of you wish this thing was easier? My hands up. Every hand should go up. He says, call to me and I will answer you and I will, I will show you the things, the unsearchable things, the sweet things of, of God. John 16, verse 15, Jesus says, all that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. The Spirit of God wants to tell us good things, hope-filled things. If you got death ringing in your ears, can I tell you, that's not the Spirit of God. If you're wondering, like, is life worth living? That's not the Spirit of God, and I rebuke that Spirit right now out of your mind and heart right now. The Spirit of God wants to tell us the things that he receives from Jesus. He wants to communicate and bring revelation to us. This is what he's called to do as, as the, Spirit, the Spirit's calling and, and role in our lives is to tell us who Jesus is to tell us who, who he is each and every day. Can, can, I, can I make this statement? Like, we're never gonna figure out God until we meet him. There's always something more to learn about Jesus. There's always a new character trait. There's always something, man, oh, this is amazing. I never knew this side of God. The Spirit wants to share it with us. And what this really is, is abiding. How do you receive the truth? You abide in Jesus. 
You make the decision to cut off some things in your life that are speaking to you. Some of you need to delete some phone numbers. Some of you need to turn off social media. I love, so I mean, I don't love it, but I, like, I have it. I'm not the social media police, okay? But can I tell you, it's actually super destructive. I, I, I follow now golf memes. <laughs> if I don't follow you, I'm sorry. You're like, you haven't followed me back? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't need those distractions. I want to laugh. <laughs> I want to watch guys duff shots because then I don't feel as bad about myself. <laughs> Somebody like, what's golf? It's, uh... Sorry. I, I want to I hear the good things of God. I want to hear, I know I say it a lot, but it's the life of a, the mind of Christ. I want to hear peace when there's chaos. I think, I think 2020 was a good test for us. Okay, let me say this. It was a good test for me. Of how much am I actually listening to the Spirit of God when all things are blowing up around me? Is there actually peace in my life? Am I actually abiding in Jesus to allow for the Spirit to speak peace in my life? Being transformed by the renewing of our mind daily. You're having trouble in abiding? Maybe you need to start just there. Maybe you just need to say, Holy Spirit, renew my mind today. Renew my mind today. Renew the thought patterns. Renew the, the ways that I'm allowing my mind to go. Renew. There's some, there's some things that we create in our minds, pathways that are created through trauma, through situations, through circumstances, through, through family upbringings, through generational things that have happened. It's, it's, a, it's a true thing that our minds are, are powerful things that get created by the ways that we experience things. Can I tell you something? That the Holy Spirit actually wants to cut off, cut out, remove some of those pathways that have been created in your mind instead of going, I can never be loved by anybody because I've been abused my entire life. Holy Spirit, heal them, mend them, restore them, and actually bring to them a spouse or a, per, a, a woman or a, hus, a man or a, a husband or a wife that will love them and care for them, will not abuse them, will not hurt them, will not. This is what God will do in your life. But it starts with abiding and receiving the Holy Spirit speaking the words of the Father to us. The, the call of a believer is not just to beat sin. <laughs> How many of you think just, just being followed of Jesus is like, I, just, I, I don't want to sin? No one? You're past. It's like, I just don't want to sin. No, the, the life of a believer is receiving heaven every single day. To go, man, I get to walk with the God that created this whole thing. I get to live with the one that made me. I get to have a communion with the Father. Yes, Jay, you do. And yes, you do too. Because it's the role of the Spirit in our lives to speak that to us. We can be led into truth. We can be guided into truth. We can be directed into truth. We can have the ways of the kingdom. And an indicator is life and peace. And the third indicator is the fruit of our lives. Because some of you are sitting here like, well, what's the, how do I know if the Spirit's leading me? 
And the Lord just gave me some revelation. I want to just close with this. This is my third close and we'll be done. I said, how do I know that I'm living in the Spirit? How do I know that I'm receiving from the Spirit besides just having peace and life and joy in our home? Having internal peace on the chaos. He said, by your fruit. The stuff that you show, the stuff that you bear, the stuff that you give away, the fragrance of your life, Jay. Abiding, you will know if you're abiding and you're walking by the stuff that you give off. In this day and age, in this time today, we are giving off a lot of stuff that isn't of the kingdom. And he led me to 2 Timothy. The words write about what the times will be when, when it's close to the return of Jesus and, and what the time will be like when it's close to the end. Well, Je- I'm so thankful Jesus is coming back and taking over this thing. We get to rule and reign with him here on this earth. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Anybody else thankful? Raise your hand. Give him just a clap of praise for five seconds. It's going to be awesome. But in the meantime, the kingdom that is now and yet to come, in the meantime, we're still we're in the now, right? He's, he's conquered the grave. He's done it. But, but there's a battle raging, a supernatural battle but we can still live a life that's fruit-filled and receiving good things from the Spirit of God. You, you want to know what people will be like that will gain truth apart from the Spirit? This is what 2 Timothy says. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. This is a hard word. You ready, church? But this is true. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving. How many of you, this is slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, Treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of God, but denying its power. Have nothing to do with people of that kind. Now listen. I could teach a whole message on this. People that are led by the Spirit don't operate that way. Can I, can I tell us how we're supposed to operate as people that are led by the Spirit? Because those are hard things and heavy things. And here, let me say this. I found myself in some of those categories yesterday. <laughs> and I've had to repent and say, like, Lord... My anger swelled up inside of me. I didn't like it. But you know what people that are led by the Spirit of God will will act like? And will be guided into doing? You ready? You want to know the fruit in your life? You You want to know if your fruit's bearing well? This is what you'll have. You'll be a person that loves others. I'm not just saying putting hearts and kisses on Instagrams. I'm saying show up when it matters. I'm saying showing up even when you don't feel like it. I'm saying make the call even when you don't want to. Send the text even when you're fatigued. Showing up, loving others. You want to know another way that the people of God are called to be those that receive the truth of God by the Spirit of God? We are called to be humble and people of low positions. We're called to be peacemakers. 
We're called to be obedient to our parents. Jesus' name, son. <laughs> Anyways, better. Okay. Not just to our parents. You know what a person of the Spirit does? They respect authority and elders. Now, oh, this doesn't build churches, but this is the Word of God. You want to know what another person filled with the Spirit does? Is grateful at all times. Are we grateful at all times? Are you grateful for the seat that was set up by somebody that came here at 6.45 today or 7 o'clock? Are you grateful? Or are you just mad that it's plastic? <laughs> are you grateful that there was coffee? Well, it just had some grounds in there. I got a little grounds in my mouth. It didn't taste good. It wasn't as good as last week. I mean, next week, they'll try better. <laughs> are you grateful for your servers that serve you at the restaurants? Are you grateful for your boss? Do you have a spirit of gratitude? I want to challenge you because as people spill with the spirit, we, I'm almost done. This is my fourth close. You guys awesome? Walk around this week and just tell everybody thank you. Can I challenge you? Walk around and ask the Holy Spirit when people have a noise for you, say thank you. When you don't get the email that you wanted to get, say that's awesome. I bless you. I'm so grateful for you. How are you doing? Because the people that receive from the Spirit don't slander people. Don't speak ill will of people. Don't grumble and complain. You know what they also are full of? Full of love. They're constantly forgiving. What? <laughs> you mean I'm called to forgive people the moment they hurt me? Yeah! Because <laughs> the Spirit of God would tell us so. You know what else? Never speaking ill will of someone. Living under control in every area of your life. This is what a person of the Spirit lives like, under control. You have an issue with getting drunk? Ask the Holy Spirit to deal with alcohol in you. Gosh, this is, this is a quiet room today. I love it. You, you're running around. You can't stop having sex with people that you're not married to. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring it under control in your life. And guys, I can say this. You want to know why? Because it happened in mine. You have a problem lying, exaggerating the truth? I shot a birdie on that hole. No, you shot a triple bogey, Jay, like you took six drops. You, got, you wrestling with this? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to bring you under control. You're fighting with your spouse? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to bring it under control. We are called to be people that live under control. Not getting tossed, not getting thrown by every, are you, are you receiving this? You know what else? We're called to love good. To love the things that are good. And we're called to see people win and have life around us. We're called not to give into the desires of the pleasures of this world, but come under the promise of, of, of pleasures being even better under his covering. The life of the Spirit goes directly against the life of this world. And when the Spirit comes, which He's come inside of you, if you said yes to Jesus, He wants to do these things in you. He doesn't want you to have a mind of chaos. He doesn't want you to harbor bitterness and unforgiveness. 
That's not the life of the Spirit. And guys, I know this is not a pump up, like, let's go and charge the world, but this is the reality of discipleship. Call it radical, it's original. It's the Word of God. That the Spirit of God will speak to us what He hears from His Father, and what He hears from His Father are those things and many more. And it's the calling for us to receive it today. So every head bowed, every eye closed.